So what do we mean when we say we're working on the question, what's going on out there? What, what does that mean? Uh, it means something. It means something very real and serious, and we take it very seriously, but it is kind of hard to explain. So let's try. Don't you want to know what's going on out there, dear listener? You surely do. Either you, you might think you already do. A lot of people think they already do. Maybe you think you do in certain domains and not others. Uh, maybe you think you know what's going on out there with politics, but not necessarily with physics or astronomy or vice versa. Um, but you care about this, right? Knowing what's going on out there? Well, how could you not care what's... Look, if you don't know what's going on out there in, in, in sort of the colloquial sense, uh, you can't see beyond the horizon, beyond the reach of the photons or beyond your access to them in your, your little neck of the woods. This is why so many apparatus developed around our brains to extend how far they could detect what's going on out there. How far in space, how far in time. But, but we need to be more specific, right? Like, we could just come along and say anything that's true or anything that you didn't know and it was going on out there and then claim to have succeeded at, you know, successfully working on the question, what's going on out there? It's not, we're not going to be random here, or we're going to try not to be random. This is Retrace, segment number 14 for November 13th. Uh, it's Friday the 13th, I didn't even notice. All right, well, who knows what's going on out there? It's Friday the 13th. Um, look. There, there's so much that you could know. There's so much that, I mean, even if you don't go to the limits of, you know, physical possibility, or whatever you think the limits, whatever the domain of limits is, if it's not physics, it's maybe it's the, you know, the world of the mind. A lot of serious people, uh, philosophers and physicists and mathematicians, and a lot of them throughout history, they've believed that there is no physical world to speak of that the, the real world is, is a mental one or one of ideas or ideals, or whatever you think. Okay, there's a lot. There's a lot. Let's, let's, let's try and break it into a few pieces. Um, and they're not necessarily separate pieces. So, if we want to know whether we're succeeding at answering the question, what's going on out there, we need to have some sort of ideal goal, some sort of, you know, perfect state of affairs, perfect, you know, picture of success. Let's say, let's, let's use the word omnip, uh, omniscience, not ip, onip, uh, omnipotence, uh, uh, which tends to follow from omniscience, perhaps, uh, but let's focus on omniscience, um, knowing all there is to know. And let's, let's take it seriously for a second here. In the, in let's say, a physical sense, um, you could know where every, this is the Laplacian demon uh, idea, that you could know where everything is, whatever you want to say is out there, you know, particles or objects or whatever, thoughts, whatever you think the things are that make up the real world, you, you know where they all are, you know all the rules, you know all the history, and therefore you know all the future, uh, you know everything you're omniscient in a physical sense. You're omniscient, omniscient about the physical, 
and, and, and replace it with the ideal or, or whatever you think is the, the real substance of what's out there? And it's, it's a very legitimate question, and, and there are different answers to it. Uh, okay. Well, is that what we care about? I mean, do you, there's, a, there's a gaseous cloud 20 million light years in that direction, um, surely, or somewhere along the 20 million light years, 200 million, light, however many light years you need to keep going that way to crash into a gaseous cloud. Do you want to know about that? Is that important to you? Probably not. Hopefully not. I mean, you, you might be an astronomer. Um, well, what else? I mean, what are the, if it, we've covered everything. Physics is everything, right? Or ideas is everything. The mental is everything. Solipsism, whatever. You know, wherever your weirdo philosophy uh, goes, if it doesn't go to physics. And it's not, I'm not saying it's weird. Like, I mean, there's plenty of legitimate argument. Uh, no, digression. We stop that. Okay. See, philosophy, that it's just pulls at you. Let go. What else? If, if, if the physics is not really what we're after or not only what we're after, what's the next thing? It's probably, you know, the animate life. Biolo Do you call it biology? I don't know if you call it biology uh, because you wouldn't call really lifelike robots or artificial intelligences biology, but they're definitely starting to seem animate. And if they, if they become real players in the world, then we're going to have to treat them like they're animate uh, treat them the way we treat animate things, whether or not we think they're real biologists. So, so let's call it the animate, the things that seem alive, the things that seem to know things even more, right? Okay, well, are you, there are bumblebees, they come up a lot on this show for some reason. Uh, there are bacteria, lots of them, they outnumber us. Uh, they're all over you too. And inside you, you know, they're ever, oh, do you want to know about all of them? Do you even want to know about some of them? Is there one bacterium that you care about, dear listener, maybe, but that's not really, that's still too broad in a sense, the animate, the physical, and then the animate within the physical, this is still huge, the space within the space is still huge, uh, but we want some of these two spaces, the physical, I want to know if there's a truck barreling down the road that I'm standing in the middle of for some reason, um, I want to know if there's a virus sweeping the globe and wreaking havoc. We now have experience with that in, in this uh, generation or all the living generations. Uh, what, what else? Is that it? There's probably something mental that, that we want to know. Something to do with the mental, something to do with the minds out there. But, but what on earth are we talking about when we talk about minds? Well... Maybe we can put it in terms of the animate. You know, what does the animate do? And what will it do? And what has it done? Look into the eyes of a creature and ask yourself, you know, you, you can see something there, but there's something behind the eyes. Even if they're glassy, dead crocodile eyes, there's something behind those eyes. Just before it, you know, you know how crocodiles... They peek their little eyes above the water, and just before they snap your head and take you away from Earth, th th there's, some, there, there's something going on before that movement. That now you can call it reflex, whatever you know, instincts. But there's something mental going on there. 
that's not the physical, and it's not the animate. The animate is, is empirical. You can see it. But what's about to happen is in the mind of that crocodile, or your opponent, or your ally, before it becomes observable to you, before it becomes something you can detect and make sense of. So those are the three domains that we would like, where we would like omniscience. Wouldn't, wouldn't you? I mean, if you could know, or at least choose what physical things you did and didn't know were going on, you'd want that, you want the physical. If you could know what all the life forms in the world were doing, or the ones that you cared about or that were relevant or had potential to have impact on your life or your plans or whatever, you'd want to know that. And then, of course, you want to know what's in the minds of all these crazy people everywhere and these animals. But really, it's the people, right? Like the animals, you know, there's a fascination there we all have. But the people, what are the people doing? What are they doing? What are they up to? They don't even know. So often, not all the time, I mean, we, we know to some extent what we're doing. You know, I know what I'm doing here. I kind of know what I'm doing here. Do you know what you're doing there? What are you doing? What are you doing? Do you know all the things going on in your brain, in your mind? Maybe. It would be good to be omniscient about such things. And if we were, we would know what's going on out there. That's the gold standard, to know or to be able to know at, at least those three domains in completion, the physical, the animate, and the mental. You, would, you could walk around, you could strut around the world and say, I know what's going on out there because I got the three things, the three omnisciences. Well, that's a long shot, right? No, it's not even a long shot, it's, it's nonsensical, okay? Like you got a finite brain, and most of it isn't even devoted to this sort of stuff. It's like the front few, you know, tissue layers, right? And then you've got the rest of it devoted to waving your arms and keeping your heart beating and detecting things in your peripheral vision, right? Uh, your finite brain, limited real estate within the finite brain, big pile of physical, animate, and mental stuff to which the question, what is going on out there, applies. Okay, so what do we do? Well, wouldn't, wouldn't the natural solution just to be to shoot from the hip and see if we hit any targets? Right? That's, that's the prevailing wisdom that you can, you reach a certain age. It's usually very early in your teens, maybe, maybe even in your late single digits, uh, where you know what's going, you know, it just happened. And now you can tell people, and every time they don't know what you figured out really early, you can tell them about it and correct them. And of course, they'll be appreciative of that, right? Like, of course, everyone is waiting for you to tell, no, okay, you don't know. And you don't know in your 20s, and your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, 60s, 70s. No, no individual, right, can possibly know by any reasonable standard the answer to that question, what is going on out there? Now, you could say that that's grounds for hopelessness. You can say, well, if there's, no, if there's no way to really get there, why bother trying? Why bother traveling? Come on, okay? You, 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 just because you can't get anywhere near the ideal doesn't mean that you don't still want to go close. I mean, you can't get to the moon, but wouldn't, isn't it nice to 
climb a mountain every once in a while and look at it through a telescope. You got a bit less atmosphere between you and it. I don't know. I mean, I haven't climbed a mountain, but you know, I can imagine doing it. I've seen a lot of pictures of people who've done it. Pictures of the moon from that vantage point. I've seen pictures of the moon from the vantage point of being standing on it. Glad they did that. That was worth doing. Uh, I guess there are people who got to the moon. The, the analogy breaks down. Nonetheless, the direction, the destination is, is, on, is, is the same as the direction. Like where, where that ideal is, is the direction you head, no matter whether or not you can get there. And it's not quite like the rising and setting sun where it, you know, it's escaping you. Um, although it is changing. I mean, this is, look at how hard this is. We've been wrestling with this for years in this company. Before it was a company, we were wrestling. What is going on out there? I know you think you know. I know you think you've got your, here we go. And this is the next step, sources. You've got your sources? Good, good. You've got good sources, right? They're not just people who tell you what you thought before you started listening to them? Good, good. Well, that's what it's all about. I mean, if you're going to, if you're going to accept the finiteness of your own brain, uh, it, you're, you're probably immediately going to notice that you can work together with other brains and um, increase that relative finiteness or increase how much finiteness is at your disposal. You can talk to people. People tell you what's going on out there, right? They know. You know some. They know some. He knows some. She knows some. We all work together. Great. Great. Happy family of epistemologists. Um, is there any wrinkle in that plan, in that approach? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the mental. You don't, you don't actually have access to what they know. You have access to what they say what they tell you, what they show you, where they lead you, where they don't lead you, what they don't say to you. That is what you can access yourself. If they're an open book, or if they're at your disposal in some sort of really effective way, great. But short of that, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to deal with the trust problem. I mean, how do you trust anybody? You know them? So what? People lie to people they know all the time. People make mistakes and, and, and effectively deceive people they know all the time. Uh, well, no, I, I know this person. They're, they're trustworthy. Okay. In what domains? Are they trustworthy when they're really, they're feeded to the fire? When they're in the crosshairs? Or when they're, they're really... They're motivated to believe something so much that they don't check whether or not they got the right answer when they suddenly started believing it? Or are they trustworthy with your, the cash in the till? Or with keeping a secret? Those are different. They, they're different, right? They have to be different. It has to be... It, th there have to be separations between those kinds of effectiveness, impressiveness of a person trustworthiness. It's not the same to say that when they're faced with a very misleading picture, you can trust what their takeaway the same way you can trust them not to steal money from the till. Those are not the same thing. We've got a trust problem. If you, if you want sources, if you want to expand your finite mind, you have to deal with trust. So that's where we're going to have to go next. But this is 
this is the point of what we're trying to do here. Uh, if we want to know what's going on out there, the gold standard, the limit, the mathematical limit that we should be trying to approach is some sort of omniscience. It, it's a limit. We'll never get there. You can't get there. It's infinity away in steps. Uh, and yet, we still want to go in that direction. So maybe we talk about sources next. Sources and trust, trust and source. How do you separate the two? Authority. Okay. Have you ever been deceived by an authority figure before? Um, what about track record? Oh, okay. Track record. Uh, and, and have you ever seen anybody with a good track record suddenly go bad? That's next, I think. Trust and sources. If we want to know what's going on out there, that's where we have to go next. This is Retrace, segment number 14, and uh, references, there were no references. There will be no references, but there will still be stuff in the show notes, and the full notes will be on our website, notes.retrace.com. Retrace.com is R-E-T-R-A-I-C-E.com, and we are signing off. <laughs>